Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable. That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. But it's not Sweden that we're focused on today. It's actually a friend that I met when I was in Iraq this year. I think it was this year uh, where we were able to touch base and spend some time together. And I just got a message this morning from Iraq with an urgent message that I wanted to share with you, our listeners. Today on the line, I have a, a friend from a group that's called uh, Mokimi from the Netherlands that is in Iraq right now. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you well. Okay, great. Uh, I just, I want to be super cautious about uh, security because I know that you've been living and working uh, in Iraq for a while now, and I don't want to risk anything that you're doing um, or any operation that you might be a part of, but we love your work. We support your work. We love what you're doing there, and you are really having an amazing impact. Thank you so much for what you do, and thank you for being with us on this podcast. Thank you so much that I can have a space to talk about it. Great. Um, so can you just kind of go back to the beginning uh, and share with us, you know, what happened to this young lady in Iraq that you sent me a message about this morning? Um, on the 28th of August uh, this year, just uh, a little bit more than a week ago, uh, this young girl who's married uh, to my uh, uh, brother of my co-worker, uh, she put herself on fire in the toilet, in the, like in the evening hours. Um, as we hear back from last week, when she was in hospital, she said she had been disturbed by spirits that uh, forced her or tell her to put herself on fire in the recent years. And this was the third time that she had this uh, incident. And she couldn't refuse, and then she found herself outside in the toilet with kerosene and a lighter, and oh. she was on fire. And so she felt that there were spirits that told her, or a spirit that told her to set herself on fire. She covered yes. herself, she doused herself in kerosene, yeah. and then yes. lit herself on fire. Uh, did the family see her? Did they come out and put the fire out how how was she found um luckily it was a time that the water came in iraq like every day it's just a certain time that water comes and uh, the water pump was on and the other sister-in-law uh, saw the fire and the screaming and directly uh threw water on her okay yeah. And so she has third degree burns over the majority of her body as i understand it right now Yes, and mainly on her chest and her neck, which is, of course, the vital part of the body. Oh, 
the picture that you sent to me, it looks like she's kind of in a body wrap of some sort where her face is wrapped, her arms are wrapped, her chest is wrapped uh, in, a, I'm assuming, some sort of like uh, medicated gauze or, or something. Yeah, I believe she's on oxygen. Oh. Um, she spent uh, one week in the Kurdish hospital, which I also have seen. It's the emergency ward, um, which wasn't clean and which and where they couldn't provide the real treatment for her for her burn. Uh, also, the yes. Yeah. So, uh, from what I understand, they had a burn unit or something like a burn unit, but if I understood your message correctly that burn unit had been converted to an emergency location for COVID-19 patients. Yes, that's what I, what they told us. Yes. Wow. Uh, were you able to see her at all when you were, when you were, when she was still in uh, Kurdistan? No, exactly the time that I arrived for furlough in Holland. This happened. Wow. And I'm, I'm in Holland now. Okay, so uh, okay, so you're not in Iraq right now. You're in Holland at the moment. No, no. Okay. It's exactly the time that I just went for furlough. I arrived in the Dutch airport. This happened. Wow, and yeah. um, uh, so her family was able to get her across the border to receive proper treatment uh, in in Turkey. Yes. Yes. Okay. They have been uh, working on that and got a visa and an invitation from the hospital and they run her quickly with the car to Turkey. Okay. Uh, the reason why I announced that you were <laughs> that you were in Iraq is I called your Iraqi number and some <laughs> some know. guy answered the phone. And uh, that's, brother -in -law. <laughs> that's the brother in law. Okay. I was confused because I, you know, I was ready to do this podcast together with you. And this guy answers the phone and said, uh, who are you and what do you want? And I thought, oh, did, <laughs> did something happen to, to you? So I, I started to be concerned, you know, that something has happened. And he said, uh, you know, give me your number and I'll give it to her. And I thought she has my number. I will just communicate directly with her if that's okay. But the person that answered the phone, he was the brother-in-law for the yes. lady that had set herself on fire. Yes. Wow. Yes, yeah, you could also interview him, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you said on the night of September fourth, which is just three days ago, she was taken over to a private hospital. Uh, the doctor basically had said that if she had stayed in Iraq any longer, she would be dead because she wasn't getting the treatment that she needed. Yes, uh, she had no blood left anymore in her body. And that's why her heartbeat was running under 40 in a minute. Wow. And Jamal was testifying. He said, if you guys didn't pray, she, she would have died. And he saw the heartbeat go slowing down when he sent out prayer Wow. I have, I have been to Batman. There was a period of time where the uh, uh, airlines were no longer flying uh, to Arbil because of uh, the, the battles and things that were taking place um, in that area with ISIS several years ago. So the only way that I could get into the northern part of Iraq was through the border by flying into Batman and then driving. There is an airport that is closer to the border 
of Iraq, but Batman was just easier for me with the time schedules um, as they connected with Istanbul. And so I've actually been to that city before. I've taken that that route before. Um, I don't know if the border situation has changed because of COVID, but during the time that I was traveling back and forth, that was like a three or four hour wait at the border. Uh, yeah. Which, did they have a way of expediting her or get letting her go through faster? Um, well, the good thing was that they could arrange that visa. Um, that's like required to pass the border. Right. Uh, and they uh, arranged the ambulance and a doctor from the Turkish side to the border. And they arranged that in that way that um, like I think at five o'clock in the evening they had the visa and they could drive to Turkey and wait for the ambulance. But they said no, we want to be sure the ambulance will be there when we transport her. Yeah. So they waited until that ambulance was there and they run her with a normal car from the the Huki Hospital to the border because the ambulances in Kurdistan refused to take her. Wow. So they had to use a regular vehicle. Yes. That must have been excruciating. Yes, it was. I mean, it, it, the thing is, is that, you know, if I burn my finger or I burn my hand or whatever, I mean, that that is just a little burn that I've experienced in the past. And it can, it can, the, the pain can be intense and anything, any clothing, any, uh, anything that touches it can cause excruciating pain. So I can only imagine what it would be like. Or, I mean, maybe I can't even imagine what the pain would be like. Uh, do you know if she was given any sort of medication or uh, relaxers or drugs that would help ease her pain? I'm not sure, but um, my friend who's a, a Canadian nurse, she has always, well, every day been in the hospital with her to, to check on her care and treatments. And I believe she did a good job in that. And the amazing thing, like, when she was in the hospital, she could never really rest. But when she entered the car, she always slept. Okay, so you have a good friend from Canada that has been staying or at least helping her or being with her. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so one of the reasons why I asked you to come on and thank you so much for joining us is because now their family, which are basically refugees, I mean, they're Yazidi. So even though they are considered to be Iraqi, so, you know, there's a lot of people that can say that they are uh, just internal migrants, but in many ways they are refugees. They have a different culture. They have a different religion. They have a different language. Um, and their village, the village of this young lady um, is Khalida. Is that how I say her name? Yeah. Halida. Halida. Okay. So Halida. Yeah. So Halida um, she and her family fled for her from her home in the Sinjar Mountains in 2014, so six years ago when ISIS attacked. And uh, so she lost her home. She lost her village. Uh, she, she's living in an area uh, or in a condition where her family doesn't have a lot of money. They're, 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 they're like poor refugees, basically. And now they are in a situation where she's being treated in a hospital in Batman in Turkey, and everything is more expensive in Turkey than it is in, in Iraq. 
Um, so she's being treated at a hospital in Batman, and they have told her that the bill is going to be at least 10,000 euros. Is that correct? Yes, at least. At least. And the the 10,000 euros um, has to be paid this month, or I'm sorry, this week? Yeah, there's still a bit of confusion about it. They can play around with the families and getting more money before the treatment even is given. Uh-huh. So we are very careful with that, but we are sure it will cost the ten thousand dollars for this month, and she will need a month to stay in that um, This is something that, as soon as you send it to me, I've been praying for it. I've been asking people on social media, on dingdash.com, on facebook.com, uh, uh, to send funding directly to the. Uh, GoFundMe page that was set up for Halita and her family to pay this, but I have not put a link. This is something that I that after I talk to you, I would like to put up a link to your organization so that people can find out more and so they can follow mm-hmm. the situation. Um, can you give the the website to your uh, organization? Yes, I can give that. That's www.mokimi.nl slash English. And Mokimi, you spell it M-O-Q-I-M-I, which stands for um, God's Lift People Up Out of the City. Okay, is this a... From Psalm 139. Okay, is this a, is this a Dutch word or is it a... a, a it's Kurdish? an Arabic word. It's not a, it's not a common word, but it's an Arabic word. It's an Arabic word. Okay. So um, uh, M-O-Q-I-M-I dot N-L for Netherlands forward slash English. Uh, If you go to this website there, you will find more information about the organization um, that our dear friend is representing um, today. And just a really quick question. Are they able to donate on this page for... uh, for the young lady, Halida? Uh, that's possible. It's, uh, you can find the details to wire uh, the money to a Dutch account, which is a Euro account. I know there are some difficulties nowadays with Americans trying to do that. Um, with the GoFundMe page, I think that's easier because we can pay with a credit card and Visa cards as well. And my dear friend, uh, the Canadian nurse, is busy on the GoFundMe America. Okay. And so if you, ready, I will yes. yes. And if you are listening to this podcast, you can go to back to Jerusalem.com back to Jerusalem.com. Our homepage has an article that uh, is specifically for this. You'll see it right away. We have red sirens on each side that says urgent, uh, and you will see this article as our top article on our homepage. If you click on that homepage, we have a link to the GoFundMe page where you can donate right now to send money to this young lady that has burned herself and might lose her life and needs immediate medical attention. 
And this is something that if you're not able to donate, can I please ask that you pray for her, pray for her family. May God have mercy upon them, show them favor and grace, supernatural favor and grace to heal her body and to also provide all of the things that they need. Uh, You know, I believe that like C.S. Lewis said, I believe that all healing comes from God, whether it is supernatural, the suspension of natural law, or whether it is a special blessing that comes from the hands of man. Uh, the, The understanding of man in the medical field is something that God has blessed as well. And so any healing that we get in a hospital type setting, I believe is also from God. And in this situation, This young lady I know has been tormented. I mean, she said that it was a spirit that came to her. I pray for her and her family to be free from this bondage of evil, free from the tormenting of spirits. And I pray that you as the listener, if you're listening to this podcast, please join us in prayer. Please get on your knees and go to battle for this young lady who's already gone through so much pain, so much hardship, so much misery. And if I understand it right, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, wasn't she supposed to get married or it ha- is, was she already married? Uh, she's already married. She married in uh, this year in April, I believe. Oh my goodness. Oh, and, and she's not pregnant or anything, right? She has no children? No, she's not pregnant. She's not pregnant. She has no children. So we thank God no. for that. Um, so she was just married this year. She's a newlywed. I mean, her, what her husband must be going through is, I it must be a nightmare. And um, I just, I pray for him as well. I uh, Do you know the husband? Yes, I know. I um... His situation is very difficult. Yes. Okay. Uh, We're all worried for him. Can, can you tell me about the the spiritual situation of the family? Um, well, I know my co-worker very well. Um, what I notice in this family, there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of trauma. Um, the fear is something maybe that's culturally, like from their Yazidi background. And... Um, which, well, I hear sometimes that people really dream about demons that come to them that want to kill them in the night. Uh, yeah, that threatens them. I've seen that and I've heard that. Um, the family also lost other family members. Um, a sister was uh, killed during attack in 2007 in their, in their city with an extremist attack. And then they lost their brother, um, in 2015 or 16, I believe, he was Peshmerga and he was attacked by ISIS and his check post was blown up and he was burned and he died in the fifth day after he was injured. Oh. Oh, so you can awful. imagine why his family was going through a nightmare last week. They were so worried that this girl would lose her life too. Wow. I mean, this, this is just the enemy attacking the people in this area over and over and over and they really do need prayer and not only just them and their family we would like to also ask our listeners to pray for you 
and the amazing work that you're doing. I want to thank you so much for coming onto this podcast, sharing with us. Again, if you are listening to this podcast and you have any way of giving, uh, this is B to J gets this. You don't have to donate anything to Back to Jerusalem at all. We want to direct the fundings directly to. Uh, Mochimi and the the GoFundMe page. Again, if you want to donate to the GoFundMe page, go to backtojerusalem.com and there we have an article on our homepage. You do not donate to Back to Jerusalem. You donate directly to the GoFundMe page. There's a donate button there. You push on the donate button. It will take you automatically to the GoFundMe page or I would highly encourage you to go to mochimi.nl slash English, forward slash English. That's www.moquimi.nl forward slash English. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing with us about this tragic situation. We will be praying for you and praying for this dear sister as well. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you.